Final word, Pakistan Daily, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon with you on a day that took a little bit longer than expected to get going, but 64 overs were in. Jeff, tell us about them in 30 seconds. A very delayed start because of a big storm last night, extremely wet outfield after lunch, or what would have been lunch by the time we got on. Manus Labuschagne played, missed a few times, eventually nicked off for 90. Uh, Pretty easy going for Australia. Travis head out cheaply, but Cameron Green made 48, Steve Smith 78, uh, Norman Ali ended up with four wickets, and... uh, uh, Alex Carey got bowled by a beauty by Nassim Shah. Seven for 4.49. Australia 27 runs behind and a draw looming. Yes, that feels about right. I, I, my sense is that tomorrow will mostly be about uh, if Pakistan can get some real miles into the Australian quicks legs and how that's all managed. And mm-hmm. Unless, and it's a big unless, mm. unless it's carrying a lot of weight here. Australia can bowl out Pakistan in 40-odd overs. And on the basis of what we've seen on this pitch, that's next to impossible. But yeah, only one team... probably can't do it in 400-odd overs Well, yeah. Th- th- I guess the point here is that when you get to a situation like this with one day to go and you haven't started the third innings, mm-hmm. the only team that can win is the team bowling third because you control your own destiny. Yeah. You can bowl out your opposition cheaply and go and chase the runs in the final session. Mm-hmm. But that's probably fantasy, fantasy land stuff, especially given uh, that Australia are still batting. Pat Cummins and Stark are there yeah. at the close. And, uh, and yes... Unfortunately, it's been a great spectacle being here, but it's not been a great test match. It's not I mean, been a great surface. Yeah, the only the only other way is like send Mohammad Rizwan up to open. You yeah. make two hundred and fifty in a session, and then pop them in. Which I they're not going to do. Look, we watched the um, the 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 Hansi Kronje Nasser Hussain documentary <laughs> last night about that particular test match. So who knows? Who knows what could happen? Uh, if there are leather jackets involved, uh, we don't know. But look. Something that's traditional in in cricket, Adam, is complaining about the pitch. I think it's about time that we can start to do that. It does boggle my mind somewhat when we we come down here in a morning, we see literally thousands, cumulatively, of police soldiers at all of the roadblocks, all of the all of the checkpoints, um, all around the grounds, all of the rest of it, and the amount of the expense, the difficulty, the political clout that has that's come behind this series and then we get here and they dish up a pitch that has yielded, what, six wickets in the first three days, a few more today, what, are we, today. what are we at, yep. nine, no, 11 for the, for the entire match so far. I just fail to see the point. I understand why it happened. It happened because they lost all their fast bowlers, Pakistan, and they got spooked about Australia's quicks out bowling their quicks. But you look at how well Shane Shafridi and Nassim Sharif bowled even on this dead horse. They've done really well. They bowled better than the Australians. You look at the Royal Pindy pitch. So I've been talking to the locals upstairs. The the, the local um, uh, information is that there's there's a, a strip next to this one which is bright green. Yeah. And they said that's the normal. That's what you normally play on. One that looks like that at Royal Pindy. And if we had been playing on that, it'd be a result one way or another. So I, I'd fail to see the point of playing a test match on this, going all this trouble, and then this is what we've got. Yeah, I watched a, a fair bit of cricket from Rupindi before this test match in preparation for commentary, and the clips I was watching, the, the, the pitch is like the one two over, the one you're referring to. Uh, Rob Key, who's been on our broadcast, has made this point a number of times. They could have used that pitch, and it would have been a more traditional Rupindi uh, test. Well, mm. Instead, everyone rocked up here three days before the, the series was scheduled to begin. They could have used that pitch then, um, and it's going to be just as good tomorrow as it was today and the day before that. Absolutely no signs of breaking up. And what rough there is there, and Norman Ali accessed it by going over the wicket late in the day and, and netted a couple of wickets with mm. a little bit of batsman error by changing that angle. But, mm. but very um, defensive bowling, like leg side trap bowling. He got Smith gloving down the leg side trying to I didn't sweep. mind it. I didn't he mind got, it. Yeah, it's, it's Smith, the Smith dismissal and the green dismissal are a function of 
of doing something different and hitting the rough. He yeah. wasn't able to access the rough when try is very sidearm bowler, right? So low slingy sidearm, very wide yeah, yeah. of the crease through the umpire. How are you getting it over to the rough? That's your only weapon as a mm-hmm. spinner with a pitch that's doing nothing. It's what footmarks yeah. you have to work with. And until I don't know an hour after tea today, he didn't even bother. I thought it was absolutely fine that he did that, that he used that tactic in the circumstances. It's more just that the fact that he had to resort to that sure. tactic. Yeah. That was the only option available to him was bowl two feet outside Steve Smith's leg stump and try to draw a mistake. And he did. It worked. But that's what he was reduced to. He might pick up a, a five for tomorrow, but it's going to be an expensive one because it's just been hard graft. Yeah, last point on the pitch is that we were at the Melbourne Cricket Ground in 2017 when the ICC uh, issued a bit of a please explain. I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens here. And I don't yeah. want to talk down the Royal Pindi as a venue. I don't want to get into that uh, into that game because they've been brilliant hosts and uh, and I hope they host many more test matches into the future. I hope we attend many more test matches here. But you know, you sometimes need a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a, a shot through the, the senses, a boot, boot up the date. And when Melbourne got that, mm. uh, it's now one of, if not yeah. the best pitch in the country. So yeah, it, it can be a, a process in improvement here. And I, I see your point too about the reason they did it and and the mistake in the rationale because one of their biggest weapons if mm. not their biggest weapon is Shaheen Sharafridi and he's been neutralised by virtue of the surface and and had lots of miles put into his legs as well exactly it's, I just it's that lack of boldness of of backing your best players and if you if you back that fast bowling pair all it takes is for them to pick up three or four wickets at the top of an innings and suddenly you're in control of the test match so it's, it's disappointing they haven't had that chance and, and I hope that something is done to remedy that for the next two Amanis Labashain was gutted when he got out he played the most exquisite clip through mid-wicket the moment that Shaheen Sharafridi went around the wicket from the pavilion end next ball well wide of the off stump just a little bit of reverse swing I suppose it was reverse mm-hmm. swing away and he went for the expansive drive not a lot of footwork and he nicks through to Shafiq at first slip falls for 90 uh Labashain has a pretty good conversion rate in recent times after making a lot of 50s at the start before his first 100 but mm. he'll be gutted with that because he, he looked locked on for a big 100 he was faultless to that stage and the same can be said for Stephen Smith who as you say fell for that trap outside the leg stump but he really could have done with a ton Jeff you were crunching some numbers earlier mm. today about he never was the kind of guy who fell between 70 and 100 and now he's doing it quite a bit he's made one century since yeah. Manchester 2019 well talk about uh, you know, c- conversion rates yeah that, that's what it's all about. The, the, the number. So he had that four and a half year period where so 71 was the number I used as the cutoff. If he got past 71, 22 times he made 100 and two times he got out between 71 and 100 in that right. period. So 22 out of 24 he converted. Since then, and that was that goes up to that shit pitch at Melbourne um, for, for the, you know, the 2017 Ashes test. After that, he's got past 71 14 times uh, and he's got out nine times before he's made 100. So he's failed yeah. to convert nine. Like that is a vast differential. Like it's it's completely polar to the way that he was before. Yeah. He always had the concentration to get through that period, and now it, it seems like that runs out. At least he's in the series, and, and the same applies for Norman Ali. I suppose if we were thinking about him 24 hours ago, well, I would have said Sajid Khan outbowled him. Now, mm-hmm. if they play three quicks at Karachi, I'm not saying they're going to, but if they did go that way, um, I, I suspect they will go with the the, the older of the two. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he bowls left arm, point of difference, moves it away from the right hand, uh, that might be enough of a combination to get him a start next week at Karachi as the number one spinner. And Iftikar has the off spin as the alternative Iftikar for that point. has the off spin as the alternative. He's yeah. only been used for three overs, by the way. I, I don't know why Iftika didn't bowl today. Um, and just on um, uh, on Pakistan personnel, um, Rizwan copped at least two, maybe even three whacks to the hand today. He's not right. Mm. So let's hope 
that whatever the injury he's picked up uh, there when being hit on the finger is one he can recover from in the space of, well, we're only four days away from the second test. Three days in between and then we, we go again on Saturday I think it is so uh, maybe not even that maybe it's Friday whatever it is it's it's not a long turnaround so um, yes I uh, watch this space on Mohammed Rizwan uh, Cameron Green thought, thought he was pretty decent today also quite funny just to see such a giant lumbering figure out there he was having a chat with Rizwan at one point who's about four foot two and Cameron Green's about nine foot two um, but I, I thought he was very solid today I, I think like okay batting conditions are easy here but this innings mattered for Australia because They've been so bad at batting long. They've been so bad at having the patience to to just soak up bowling, to be there for a couple of days. They've done that now. They've batted for, you know, not full days, but they've batted over the course of three different days in this test match and have got through to this point without any alarms. They're, they've almost levelled Pakistan's score. Almost everyone's contributed. Um, and it felt like Green's knock was important. He played some nice drives down the ground and so on today and um, looked very solid in his defence and that sort of unruffled temperament that he doesn't mind batting slow. He plays spin well because he gets out of the crease and, and uses his natural advantage of height and reach and, and all of that. Even then when there was a, a short leg in position, he was never really in play because Green's got the ability to to nullify uh, the spin well down the track so that's a big plus for what we're likely to get in Karachi and Lahore if the pitches are what they've been like historically um, his dismissal though uh, you know it, it goes to that uh, that temperament point again that you're referring to with Smith Green had the chance to register three fifties in three test matches one at Sydney one at Hobart one here and two two runs short of that uh, that sweep shot was ugly and caught it short fine leg and lacked a bit of awareness of the fielders who are around him so look he's a work in progress um, you know as it's been described before it's like Project Green it's like a national project mm. getting this guy um, ready to be a, a dominant number six who can bowl a lot of overs and yep. this will be a step in that direction having made a contribution look good but um, yep. but still with, with work to do and very popular with the crowd as well because he's worked out that if you wave to them they like that um, and so there's a lot of just green green and he's like yes hello it is me green um, so that you know there, there's there's a little bit going on there Nassim Shah's ball to Alex Carey that's Hall of Fame worthy that was, sure. a, that was a let's gorgeous delivery let's go to the Hall delivery. of Fame shall we yeah. the, most, the most final word moment of the day uh, goes into our Hall of Fame it's as simple as that Jeff you're popping in Nassim Shah's Thunderbolt to finish mm-hmm. it was beautiful around the wicket coming into the left hand and maybe just went away a little bit neck and crop you know you, you're not used to seeing the stump slide up out here after the last few days not many people are, are rattling the woodwork so um, that was a fine piece of bowling from him also liked Alex Carey's top edge reverse sweep over first slip yes. before that was um, dicey as hell he nailed one to the backward point boundary went again in the same over and had he been snared there for what he, he would have been on eight or so at the time that would have been unfortunate yeah, shall we say played one second ball as well to try and get off the mark and missed it sitting in the same category mm. gets that second ball at won't look that good, but much as it was with Kawaji yesterday, the reverse sweep's a big weapon for Kerry, so fair play to him. Uh, I'm going to the crowd for my uh, Hall of Fame nominations. To be precise, the scoreboard. Uh, there are some, in the handreel scoreboard over the back of the camera here, there are some quite big holes where, um, where, where not that one, the other one, the one over there, oh, the okay. one on the other side of the uh, behind the camera over there, where um, yeah, that one's electronic, isn't it? This yes, one, yeah. this is this is the this is the one that yep. is more traditional, and um, I've enjoyed the the uh, well, it's very inconsistent, much like the honour boards yeah. here, that's all over the place. Well, it's some, baseball terminology it has last inning, not last innings. Yeah, and some players get their full name, others don't get one at all. Some players don't have a gap between their names. Different fonts, the works. I Mind absolutely you, do that too. <laughs> I absolutely love it, uh, but here there's enough room to poke your head through a couple of the holes. And okay. Two of the guys who I hmm. took photos 
photos of before the close of play had their head outside the hole okay. the whole day. Pete Lawler um, tipped me off to it as a nice photo. So um, they're in my Hall of Fame, as is the guy from TikTok. Well, could, who could, was, I, could I just posit, is it like maybe they didn't have a board for Travis Head and so they just put their head out instead? <laughs> <laughs> it might well be. And, and, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, a guy from TikTok mm. who was juggling in the crowd, he was throwing five rings up in the air okay. and the crowd were barely watching. I'm like, what's the guy got to do to get some attention around here? But anyway, mm. uh, all the fun of the fair. One more I'd throw in would be Bubba Razam giving himself an over yes. um, when, yes. when bad light was coming in and they had to bowl spinners and the cheer from the crowd at seeing their captain bowl some part-time filth. I loved that. That was beautiful. Speaking of, what about Imam al Haq? Andrew Wu, our colleague from the Herald, made the point that he walks up like Shane Warne and he absolutely does. I mean, he doesn't bowl like Warney, but uh, <laughs> but, he, but he approaches the crease that way. So that was a, yes, a nice touch uh, to see a leg spinner as getting a brief opportunity. Well. He, he, when he bowls leg breaks, he, he's got a little yeah. bit of the Warney in, in the yep. walk-up. And, and he didn't get a bowl. No, he didn't get to bowl. And, and Yassir Shah's not playing, but he taught himself to bowl watching Shane Warne on YouTube. So, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of Shane Warnes in Pakistan. Put it that, way. <laughs> that would have been a Hall of Fame moment there, by the way. Mitchell Marsh is batting uh, against Mitch Swepson at the moment in the middle. And our TV uh, colleagues are beneath us here. Nerily Meadows, Buzzard Khan, Simon Kadich. And heads you might have heard through, he nearly took them out <laughs> with a long bomb straight. <laughs> Thankfully, that's not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jeff, let's wrap it up there. It's been the Pakistan Daily. If you like what you... like, what. Well, if you like what you do, if you like what we do, uh, tell your mates. Maybe you just like what I do. Get Maybe you can't stand at them, but you just tune in to listen to me. That's fine. I'm yeah, okay with that. I'm okay with that as well. As long as you're listening, subscribing, and telling your friends. <laughs> I will uh, say, Adam, I, I did um, I did a live stream with our, our colleague, uh, uh, Rizwan, who's the YouTube king of Pakistan yes. yesterday, um, out, out in the car park, and all of the comments come up, and probably half of them were like, aha, you are a friend of Adam Collins. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be appreciated in my own right. Thanks for so. noticing. Uh, so, uh, yes. The, uh, the all the usual places comment like subscribe tell your mates if you're a prospective sponsor as well drop us a line we don't have a sponsor for this show we probably should finalwordcricket at gmail.com alright I love you all Adam Collins Jeff Lemon it's been the Pakistan Daily let's do it all again tomorrow see ya I had to go about it write it out and find-